and I'm here with Nancy and Jay. It is I, a Nancy. And that is a Jay. And that is a Nancy. And that is a Jay. I don't know if you can find me. And that there is an Angelo. And that is a Nancy. If you can find me, let me know. I keep you right here. In my heart. In my heart. Always. <laughs> Ever wanted to be a part of OdaFest Beyond Attending? Volunteer and panel applications are open, so help us put together our 2022 convention. Oh, yeah. And OdaFest 2022 early bird tickets are still available. Head to OdaFest.com for all of the details. And a quick reminder that OdaFest 2022 will be a two-day event rather than our traditional three-day event. In keeping the interests of everyone's health, we will be requiring that all attendees have masks and will be checking for vaccinations. I feel like I read that like it's a 90s, a, a, a 90s movie trailer. You know, back when they really, like, the, every single movie trailer had to be narrated by the exact same guy. This summer. I need, I need you to read that next time as a 60s radio announcement. Oh. No. Yeah. Oh. It's like a 40s radio announcement. Yeah, sure. Why not? I don't think they had radio announcements in the 40s. They, they hadn't figured out they could charge for advertising yet. Okay. But, uh, you know, I'll definitely... I'll definitely. I'm sure someone, to a few, uh, maybe not me, uh, uh, but somebody's gonna remind you how long radio has been around for. But sure, oh, radio 1800s. wasn't around in the 40s. They they legitimately had not put radios in cars by the 40s. Not in cars, but they were like these big yeah. home appliances. Yeah, they, they were. Exactly. It was a huge deal. Why does it have to be in a car? <laughs> because that was the golden age of radio, Jay. That's where radio really came into its own because it stopped being like it, it. TV basically killed off radio until it was put into cars and then it had a revival. That's what happened. So uh, what y'all up to this week? So I will definitely listen to some 1960s like DJ banter uh, uh, examples. And then I'll, I'll put on that wacky morning DJ voice. Oh, yeah. Maybe I'll yell out a Spence Diamond commercial while no, I'm No, no. <laughs> Those are universally reviled amongst the voice acting community. Please do not do it. Oh. With Spence Diamonds. From the early 1920s lasted through the 1950s. I think I think Wikipedia's wrong on that one. You weren't even alive. None of us were Damn alive. Damn right I wasn't. You wouldn't I'm know. not that old. Oh interesting. Oh, speaking of things that are that old. Yes. So have you heard of a small a small game called Overwatch? It feels like it's been so long. So long. Since Overwatch came out, I think uh, I I think there's been cave paintings of Tracer's butt. I remember when you first told me about it. It was so exciting. But uh, over 800 days ago, over 800 days ago, 
Uh, Jeff Kaplan, who is no longer with Blizzard, because nobody wants to be with Blizzard anymore, announced that Overwatch 2 was going to be a thing. And then we haven't really heard of anything until now. Until this very week, Odafest listeners, we got the most riveting news regarding Overwatch 2. We heard that the Overwatch 2 Lego sets that were set to be launched in February of this year were being delayed indefinitely. Wow. Not just by 60 days, like indefinitely. This was very startling to me because I saw Overwatch 2 was trending on Twitter and I was like, oh my god, are we actually getting some news? Holy mo... And then Overwatch 2 Lego sets that no one has... I never heard that this was going to be a thing. I learned the existence of the potential of Overwatch 2 Lego through the the the, the cancellation of Overwatch 2 Lego. Sort of like how World War One brought about major developments in radio, superseding the Morse code of the wireless telegraph with the vocal communication of the wireless telephone through advancements in vacuum tube technology and the in- introduction of the transceiver. I understand entirely. Jay, did you know that by the 1940s, France didn't figure out that you could put radios in tanks? And in the 1940s, France got steamrolled because their tanks didn't have radios. How are they going to listen to the Spence Diamond commercials in France (laughs) while they're trying to defend the Maginot Line if they don't have radios in their tanks? The Germans had radios in their tanks, and that's why they knew that they could completely avoid... France and the Maginot line and stay outside of the radio range of the Spence Diamond commercials and just take a shortcut through through Belgium. Radio tanks shaped the modern world. Is that where we got the idea to put them in cars? No, no. people just wanted to listen to things. They wanted to jam out while they were driving down the highway. They wanted to listen to music instead of just the boring news. All the fun stuff you want to listen to when you're cruising along. I don't know. Like, I mean, music was obviously a big reason, but... They hadn't invented the V8 yet, so engines universally just sounded bad. So, so you would think that the cancellation of Overwatch 2 LEGO would be because Mm -hmm. nobody knows what the game is actually going to be yet. It's literally been 800 days since they announced it, said we would have more information next summer, and then never talked about it again. It's the new Duke Nukem. Uh, You would think that would be why they delayed it, so that it could actually come out with the game when there was actually hype to, to actually drive sales. But it was actually for a very much, much more simpler reason. Uh, because Activision Blizzard is an active, hostile, hostile workplace yeah. where human rights mm, basically yep. don't exist. And then there's the whole argument about if you don't support Blizzard products, then you're going to hurt the employees who work there who don't make the big decisions and aren't necessarily part of the, to- the toxic leadership. But let's be honest, when you buy a product, the money isn't to cover that person's salary anyways it goes up top first and then it comes down i legitimately have not heard that argument that oh but if you don't support blizzard products then it hurts the employee i've never heard that and quite frankly that's kind of uh bs because blizzard is already actively hurting the employees yeah so uh 
just saying if 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 your argument against blizzard is that not supporting blizzard hurts the employees more than the company the company already hurts the employees as much as the company the last blizzard product i played in the last year was diablo 2 the original when there was more news coming out about remastered but then during a remastered timeline of news releases uh that's when a lot of like the toxicity stuff came out and i was like cool i don't really have to buy the new remastered and i know like one friend that has it and yeah it looks fun but honestly i'm not super into it and i don't really care to have to support them uh like the games and the company just because it doesn't matter i have so much other stuff to be doing and games to be playing and supporting blizzard right now and also like a lot of their products are kind of subpar even though like a lot of their big titles have fallen down like not a lot i don't know a lot of people that play overwatch anymore don't know don't know a lot of people who have a lot of interest in Mm -hmm. um wow for example um even things that are like supported on their launcher like destiny 2 and stuff like all that's sure i'm i'm sure it's still fun but it's not like as big as it was uh so there's not a lot of reason to need to support them i actually i i kind of wanted to go back and try overwatch again because like it is still a good looking game i enjoyed it a lot i had a lot of fun with it Mm -hmm. and so i'd reinstalled it i hadn't really played it yet and it just it actually just hit me now uh overwatch is about as old right now as team fortress 2 was when i stopped playing it and thinking about that is just i i'm at the stage with overwatch where i want to reinstall it try it out and just feel completely disillusioned feel like i'm a stranger in a strange (laughs) land just as a final send-off to be like i'm done i never have to touch this again yeah goodbye overwatch i would be still more willing to go back to tf2 even though i have literally mm-hmm. no desire to go back to tf2 over like overwatch just because it's a much more modular game like you can enter a custom server and it's got a whole like like you could be playing prop on you could be playing like i've said this before um just different game modes and and have a different mm-hmm. experience even within the same en- game engine you can't really do that with overwatch so there's even less to go back that's, to you know that's the thing though like i i don't want tf2 I want what I had when I played TF2 you don't, you can't, 10 you can't years have, ago. can't have it. And it doesn't exist anymore. I wanted, I wanted a community server that I'd been playing on for three years that I, I would log in and I would know everybody who was there and I could just run up behind someone and backstab them and then Bames John would come up behind me and backstab me. Everyone would be Ugh. playing some god-awful like mic spam and uh voting on the i loved it have you it was great have you i missed that and i uh, can't have it anymore have you been playing back for blood still because i i have i've stopped like i don't think it's a bad game i'm just done with it like i'm not i don't don't want to recapture i'm not it it doesn't recapture left for dead 2 but i don't think it can and i have nowhere else to go with it i feel like it's not that it's not fun and it's I, all right, but I had fun with it. I really enjoyed it, but the difficulty scaling is absurd. 
a little bit. Like, uh, if you play on rookie mode, the ba- basically the beginner mode, you can have a pretty good time. You can get through the entire campaign. It's no big deal. Mm-hmm. It'll take you a couple nights because it is a lo- it's a long, good campaign. I really enjoyed it. And then you're like, okay, that, that felt like I was having my hand held. I want the next step up. Mm-hmm. And then you spend all night trying to get through one node of this like 50 node campaign and you're like what what the hell is going on what the actual god damn it like it was just it was so frustrating it was it the difficulty spike going from like rookie mode Mm -hmm. in in back for blood Mm -hmm. rookie mode was like playing normal mode in in left for dead like it was harder than easy mode but normal mode is still it's it's for babies. If you have like two brain cells to rub together and make sparks, uh, you can probably beat rookie mode and back for blood. And then the next level up, I don't even remember what it was called. Uh, that felt equivalent to expert mode in Left for Dead, and uh, it 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 just every single time you thought you had things together. It was just like, okay, but what if we threw every single special infected at you at the exact same time and doubled it up to make sure that every single one could double team you? So, like, double team every single person on your team at the same time. Here's a question I have. Would that be fun? Would Mm -hmm. that be good? Here's a question I have for both of you. Um, Because I've talked about this. And, you know, I think I'm starting to come around reversing my 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 general rule on this um, i don't know if it's because i'm changing as like a person with my priorities and time but like i used to say that if i paid let's say 15 to 20 dollars for a game and i had about 20 dollars or 20 mm-hmm. hours of gameplay i would be happy like I felt like I would get my value, and twenty dollars or twenty hours of gameplay is not really a hard, like. It's That's not reasonable. a hard. It's not a hard amount to reach, right? But I'm coming around to the point where, like, if a game is basing its replayability on things like difficulty, which is like, honestly, not a way that a lot of people like to enjoy their games. Uh, like I've always said that I do like a harder challenge, but I don't want to actually replay it from like. How like how Diablo goes like normal to nightmare to hell, like I just want honestly the first time around just make it pretty hard for me and I'll just play the game as is. Secondly, I do not really care much, actually, for a game where they're like, you know, we're making you pay eighty dollars, like it's a premium, maybe it's a triple A game, whatever it is. We've got ninety hours of gameplay in this guy, like, and I'm just like. I don't know if I want to give it's you also 90 not hours really, of my time. Yeah, so it's not really so what 90 is hours. Your it's like, well, yeah, I want I your thoughts on it. it. Yeah, you might replay it or you might drop off and then make you feel mm-hmm. like you have to restart if you go back to it. So it's like, what is your what are your thoughts uh, on like having a, a game marketed to you where they're like, whether it's a premium game price were like $80 or like it's 40 bucks or 20 bucks, but they're like selling you it on like 
how many hours you might get out of it. Because I don't know if I care about uh, that. I think it's actually a bad selling so, point. So for me, the, 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 the two games that I would have put the most hours into ever <laughs> uh, would have been Team wow. Fortress 2 and Tales of Symphonia on the GameCube. Between my friend's copy and my copy, uh, playing it over and over again, we would have put over 800 hours into Tales of Symphonia. And that is amazing. That is an excellent value for your price for the game. With the exception that Team Fortress 2 was like $40 in the orange box or something like that. Or $20. I can't remember what it was. It was exceptionally cheap. And you got a million games in the orange Mm -hmm. box. You got like every single Half-Life up to Episode 2. You got Portal. You got Team Fortress 2. Yeah, I remember that. That was a good bundle, okay. I can't even remember. I don't... No one played that game. It was a, the Orange Box is probably the best mm-hmm. value in gaming without including free games. Uh, and I put literally over 3,000 hours into Team Fortress 2. And if you told me today that, hey, this game, you're going to play it for like 40 hours, 80 hours, 100 hours, I would tell them, wow, I don't have that much time. I'm sorry. I don't want it. Like if, if, if you're telling me that to get the value out of the game, I have to put a week's worth of full-time hours into it, I legitimately don't have that much time anymore. I... Like, I, I want games that I can enjoy it half an hour to an hour at a time, get the full game experience... And then Mm -hmm. if I want to play it for like four hours that night, great. If I can literally only play it for an hour, that's valid. If I have to push it, put it down for a month and then pick it up for another hour or three hours a month later, that's, that's, that's perfect if I can do that. And something like, uh, like Valorant or honestly, Overwatch did this too. Uh, that's a good thing. Like, the only big game, big game, if you can call it that, that I actively play is Valorant, and that's only once every three weeks or a month when someone pings and I'm available and I'm like, "Hey, I'll join in." Great. I have time for like exactly your trouble with two games, games is more geared towards what singular time commitments they are, not so much like the span of the whole game. It's the can I sit down with this and play it to whatever my schedule currently allows me to play. Yeah. Well, like, take Tales of Symphonia as an example. It is my favorite game. Just straight up, it is my favorite game. And if you ask Tales fans, there are better games in the series since then. Uh, Like, I, I started playing... God, what was the Tales game with the, the 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 one guy wearing feathers and he had angels that only mm-hmm. he could see? And I, I, a lot of people actually hated that game. I enjoyed it for about the first twenty hours that I actually got to play, and then I had to go back to work uh, for for another week, and I I didn't have time to pick it up again. Three months later, down the line, those are those JRPGs are a complicated like battle system and stuff. Like when when you learn it, when you play it, pick it up. It's easy to, to just grind out the first 10 hours, learn how to play the game. But if you come back to it an, a, a month later, you don't remember how to play it. 
And so I, I never finished that game, even though I did oh. enjoy it, even if the story was supposedly mm-hmm. kind of shit. But then Tales of Berseria came out. For a lot of people, that is their favorite Tales game. And the character designs are great. I started playing it. I, I legitimately like the battle system in that more than Tales of Symphonia. I don't even remember what the battle system was anymore, but I just remember I liked it more. And I could not tell you what any of the character motivations of any of the characters are anymore. I remember I put 15 hours into it, and the same thing happened. I I had to go back to work. I didn't have any time for the rest of that week. By the time I could pick it up again, I forgot who most of the characters oh, yes. were. I couldn't remember how to play the game. I just... I couldn't put time into it. I don't have time for single-player games anymore. I barely have time for for uh, uh, multiplayer games. So it's just like, well, if a game tells me it's going to take 40 to 80 hours of my time, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm going to go back to some anymore. of the things that Jay also said about how replayability is, you know, it's like, the, they factor in replayability into the total number of hours. It's like, this this game is going to be 90 hours. And you're like, yes, is it 90 hours a single playthrough? Or is it 90 hours after I replay this three times on different difficulties? And that's another thing. Mm-hmm. I don't enjoy, personally, I don't enjoy replaying a game simply because you could bump it up to a different difficulty. I do, however, enjoy replaying games if there are different paths for you to take. Life is Strange, for example, is one that I'm probably going to replay because, you know, the first time through, I played it the way I thought I would want to play it, as, you know, me, if I was a self-insert in that situation. Next, I'm going to just try and, like, find different ways to to play out the same situations because I want to see what the different content was. But if you're telling me that I could play this for 90 hours because mm-hmm. I have four different difficulty modes, it's like, no, no, that doesn't change my experience with it other than my frustration level. No. Did you, yes. I can't remember, uh, we, but did you play Detroit? and I streamed that day far. <laughs> Yeah. I haven't seen him in like a year. Oh right. my god. Um Nope. Well, you could and it was a good thing I wasn't at duck because I was isolating. <laughs> yeah. Um No, uh uh if I remember correctly, because I didn't play it, but I've watched some playthrough of it. Um Detroit, I think you could you didn't have to yes. play back from the beginning. And that makes it much easier. Unless you have to go to right. the beginning to unlock so, like, that's, things. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's much more tolerable, right? Yeah. And like I think it's fair that if there is like a trigger in an earlier cutscene, mm-hmm. so you're gonna have to maybe go two or three branches back, that's fine. But like if your gameplay, repetitive gameplay consists of not just a difficulty ramp up or a content branch but a content branch that is only like mm-hmm. you have to go back to the very beginning and be oh like, God. I flicked this one light switch and now yeah, the timeline yeah. has changed, you know, uh, another totally. like 15 hours in from the very beginning. And you actually had to play that first 15. It doesn't, I s- you can say that it counts. Yeah. I just don't like, have to be invested. Totally in fair. <laughs> and, and when it comes to, down to that it. point, it's really interesting to see if, you know, 
little things at the beginning actually do change the outcome. Because, like, most games will tell you, it's like, oh, if you, oh, freaking, mm -hmm. what a, in Life is Strange, there are a couple of times where you can just, like, water your plant or whatever. And, like, it has consequences. But that's something you do really early on in the game. So, okay. But, but again, cont it's different content. It's different outcomes. It's a different experience. I feel like that's an honest and true addition to the gameplay hours, not just this artificially inflated number of, like, this is how many hours you could be playing. It's like, yes, when the first 20 hours of Final Fantasy, whatever it was, 13, was like, no, the first 40 hours of 13 was just tutorial like they don't actually open the game mechanics up to you until after the first 40 hours and then you're just like okay well that's just mm -hmm. god oh. i still remember final fantasy 13 too oh i i i got it because it was so cheap and uh dio was saying don't buy it because it's like one of the worst ones and uh so uh -huh. i was like i and I, so I wanted to challenge oh, her yeah. to it. I wanted, I wanted to challenge her perspective on that. And so I, I turn it on. I, I, I watched yep. the opening cutscene. You know how, like, before you press start or whatever? Yes, in the menu. Good console games had a cutscene. So you, if you don't watch those, <laughs> you are uncultured swine. And so I watched it. Right? Holy shit, what a goddamn amazing cutscene. It, it was, was like gorgeous. 45 minutes long. Holy shit. So then I press start and I want to play the game. And is you know it... what is an unskippable cutscene? The oh, 45 no. minutes of bullshit that so I literally is... just watched. Is that 40? Do you, that's 45 minutes of gameplay? No, 45 minutes of cutscene. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if they mark oh, that as probably. Gameplay. Okay, so. Oh, probably. Yeah. They the probably only. Because like, it's story. No. Well, there was another game. I think it was like the Order 1866 or something. Oh. It was like some Victorian werewolf game. It was a six-hour game, but only 30 minutes oh, of man. it was actually playable That's content, and the rest was all cutscenes. Bizarre, but okay. Anyways, I just wanted to oh. interject um, with that because I remember that, that and everyone hated it. The only other reason I would want to replay a game a lot other than nostalgia or just sheer enjoyment of the, the playthrough, is probably if I became a speedrunner. If I wanted to speedrun the hell out of Kingdom Hearts, then okay, I will replay it and learn it, and I'll try and speedrun my way through it. But like that, I feel like that's a valid challenge to yourself to replay a game over and over, but not be... It is, but... I So... Sorry, finish finish but, the thought and then like I'm, if you I, I have, wanted to market thing. a game as a speed runnable game, you wouldn't try and market it as a three hundred hour game because that's how much you'd cumulatively spend learning your way through it, would you? Well, so no. First of all, you already you can't like I mean every game almost every type of game gets speed run, um, but you know you can't as a developer say that somebody is going to spend x amount of hours speedrunning it's not about you know how much one particular niche group sort of does something over and over again secondly i mean every game that i've seen speedrun which <laughs> is so a many. lot now 
so many. And it's not done yet because we're recording on Friday and AGDQ ends tomorrow. Um, and there's been some really cool stuff. But in any of like your you know typical speedrunner FAQ sessions, interviews, things like that, you know, something that always comes up is like, why do you choose this game? It's like, because I liked it. It's not just because I thought I could just get a world record, ha ha ha, put my names on the books kind of thing, but because they genuinely enjoy the game that they're playing or else you wouldn't spend the thousands upon thousands of repetitions that you do, you know, in order to get a good time. So, I guess what I'm really coming down to is you really have to enjoy a game and enjoyment of a game is not related to how much content you put in that extends the length of the playability. Um, it really is just like my favorite games personally have, I think have probably been not like the cheapest games I've ever bought, but like they're all probably not triple A busters you know like they're not the biggest games out there they weren't um more than probably 40 to 50 dollars at launch and i just for whatever reason sometimes it's like things like community sometimes it's the style of play because like games like fps's mm -hmm. and other games that angela was like mentioning Valorant, um, they tend to have more replayability because they do mm -hmm. have that sort of yeah. hop in and hop out aspect. It's quite nice. Um, it goes a long way. But some of my favorite games definitely just, they were just like not even just being on sale cheap. It's just sort of not big triple A's, but like Subnautica is probably a 20 to $25 game. It's so worth it. It is, ab Can it's I a stellar game. Um <laughs> I've I've watched streams of Subnautica. It's not something I don't think I'll ever uh I'll ever play personally. But there's so much content in there. There's so much stuff to do. There's I, I, would uh, say... I remember watching streams where it was still in early access and it was just like yeah. there's a sense of wonder. Yes. It there's and there's like, like as much as like we like talk about like Minecraft. Minecraft back when I mm -hmm. bought it anyways, we talked about Minecraft prices and shit. I've sunk a lot of hours into My Minecraft, but back in the day, Minecraft was like 20 bucks, okay? And for my money, incredible amounts of gameplay and, 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 and replayability, and I go back to it. Um, and and uh, 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 like Angelo was saying, like Team Fortress, yes, Team Fortress is an FPS, but I, don't, I didn't play it as an FPS in the sense that it wasn't about it. Like, I did play it competitively for a short period of time, and I enjoyed that. But TF2 was really just about how much fun I could have uh, in so many different ways um, and hopping in and out of the game. But honestly, most of the time, like, well, it was probably because I was younger. I didn't, I wasn't hopping in and out. I was just playing for hours at a time. Um, but like, we used to play a lot of Left 4 Dead. Left 4 mm -hmm. Dead was actually pretty cheap back in the day. Uh, Left 4 Dead was so, and good. we sunk a lot of hours into that. Like we'd send like a three, lot of hours. like three or four hours a night back in the day, you know. Yeah. And uh, you, me, Bayfar, and Dio, we sunk like we crushed three it. to four Damn. hours a night. Yeah, for a solid like two years, something like that. That's why I'm so tired of it too. When I like say that I'm, you know, I don't like playing it as much anymore. But I've 
put in the hours. You it's know? not that we don't love it. Yes. It's that it's always going to be what special. we want to play right now isn't Left for Dead. We want the feeling that we had la- back then. Yes. Yeah, that, Which is why I said, like, do you really play Black for, Back for Blood anymore? Because I did play it for a little bit of time with Angelo and Dio. And it's not that it was a bad game. Um, you know, I think it, it's I think for kids, adequate. especially who have never played Left 4 Dead uh, and Left 4 Dead 2, it's probably such a good game for them. And I'm very happy for them because I loved that game in that time. I really did. Um, but just over it, you know. And you will get to that point with, I think, any game. One day I'll be over Minecraft. <laughs> I know I'm, I'm uh, one of the big thing. one of the big games I used to be, like franchises that I used mm-hmm. to be really into was Pokemon. I still love Pokemon mm-hmm. in uh, sort of like a nostalgic sense. Um, I really don't see myself playing a Pokemon game um, other than maybe an old game for fun. I could play a new one. Pokemon X was the exit point for me. Which one? Oh, XY. Pokemon X. Yeah. Yeah, they're not, they're 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 not I, bad. But like, there's like the whole new Arceus one coming up that all looks like a little bit like Breath of the Wild and sort of like Monster Hunter. And I love like Monster Hunter. But there's, I don't know. I know that there's a disconnect. I've said this before on podcasts where it's like Pokemon is a franchise for kids and it's not, I am not a kid. It doesn't appeal to me in that same way anymore. I get it. Part of it's just marketing. Part of it is game dev decisions and all that stuff. But like you, 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 you will leave things that you love behind. I used to not really understand that, I think. But I'm getting, I, I've gotten if- to that point. If you told me back in grade school that I would get to a point in my life where I didn't eat, sleep, and breathe Pokemon, I would have called you a liar. (laughs) True. Uh, Like, I had had my Pokemon, my Game Boy Pocket. Jeez. I had a pocket full of spare batteries for it. Oh, hell yeah, bro. There wasn't a minute in the day that I wasn't playing Pokemon Red. Thinking about it or talking about it. Right? Or I was tracing the, the Pokemon out of the, the the Prima game guide that I had. Like, that's where I started to learn how to draw. Yeah. And uh, and I, I don't know what happened. It's just high school came around. I didn't play it as much. I didn't – I had other things to do. Friends wanted to do other things. We started playing DDR. Who knows? And uh, I think it was Pokemon Black and White. I tried playing that just to, just to get the feeling back, and it wasn't really that good. Pokemon X – and why I played it for whatever reason, the hype got to me. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Mm-hmm. I, Pokemon X for me recaptured all the magic. It was everything that I wanted. It was like playing Pokemon Aww. Red again for the first time for me. But at the same time, I did not. I have not played a Pokemon game since. And the reality is, like that was that was my send off. That was kind of like I was talking about TF2 and Overwatch earlier. That was my stranger in a strange land kind of situation. That was me just being like, yeah, I came back. It's different. It's not exactly what I wanted. But you know what? I appreciate I think... that it's there. Mm. And I'm just done now. I am. I'm definitely at that uh, point. For Pokemon yeah, no, I think. Well. Sorry to go ahead, Nancy. I think everyone's tastes change over time, sort of as their lives change. Like you mentioned that your time just isn't the same anymore you can't just sit down and play the same thing for four or five hours a night it's just not something that works as well for you anymore and that's okay but like 
things that were near and dear to my nostalgic heart, those things will always be there. And I feel like most of those things, I don't, I don't leave them behind. I'm just okay putting them down. So exactly in that in that sort of vein, we're like, you know, the truth is, and I've said this, you know, many times personally, which is like, you know, you can always make time for something that you want. I don't care if it's improving a skill like a hobby or spending time with certain people or whatever it is. If it's just playing games, man, I'm just not making as much time to play games uh, it's not because I don't have people to play them with. I, I know so many communities that I'm part of, uh, you know, very cool people. I still love playing games, but I just don't make the time to play games. I don't sync. I, I, I don't like, like for Breath of the Wild, I took time off work. I don't know if I'm, there's another game in my future. I mean, it, it's likely that there is at least one game in my future that I'll take time off of for a game release, but I don't know what it is. And I don't even, like, I don't even know if it's Breath of the Wild 2 because I don't have a Switch right now and I don't care that much. Like, I'd like mm. to, but I don't super care, you know? So that's just where I'm at. That being said, I want to go back to something I've said last week that I'm doing some volunteer work with AGDQ. It's been going great. Love that community. One thing I am making time for, because it's sort of, it's active and it's passive, but I get to live vicariously through the speedrunning community because I, I see them play games that I loved. Uh, I see them play games I've never played before, which is still great, even though I don't know a lot about like the speed tech or the actual story. You know, I, I see it and I'm like, this is so cool. Because I still, I will always love video games. Uh, I can't wait to be a senior uh, one day and in a senior's home with, you know, all my friends and the we're sickest. just going to have sick land parties <laughs> at 65, 70, whatever. And, you know, that's what I'm looking forward to in a sense. But like seeing how dedicated they are, uh, they've they've been getting like at AGDQ, which is insane. They've been getting world records broken you see just like the first timers getting up like at the agdq kind of world stage to be honest for speedrunners and the way that they just sort of crush it and um that i love even if i'm not playing games that's why I've, i like let's plays in general honestly it's just because i've said this before i can't play every game so i'll watch people play games if, even if i'm doing work you know just the way it has to be yeah that sums it up pretty well Yep, that's mm -hmm. the way it goes. Yeah. Oh, I could never imagine myself dedicating as much time it to one be. game as speedrunners. Yeah. Oh, I uh, yeah, uh, having speedrunning friends you can't. That, that is. I, I think don't get that's it. a certain level of single-mindedness that I'm not sure I'm capable of, because like it requires you to learn. A path that's, through that's a what I've come down game, to, yeah. and it's a very well-defined path. Unless you, for some reason, find like new exploits or new glitches somewhere that let you through in a way that no one else has found. I just I know that if anything else about me is that I love general knowledge, 
but I lack in-depth knowledge about almost anything or the times that I've gone on deep dive and learned something properly, I've then left mm-hmm. it behind because I didn't keep it in practice, which is also okay because like I just, at that time, I don't know, I can't even tell you this, the, those subjects. Like I know it sounds weird, like do you not even understand your your life, like your memories? <laughs> but the truth is, is that the times that I have legitimately gone to a deep dive, like really honestly learned about a topic got you know significant amount of information in there utilized that information applied it and then just let it go like i'm i am a i don't know like the opposite of a sponge (laughs) ah you are a sieve sieve, yeah you will you will literally go on youtube or wikipedia you will learn everything there is to know Every mathematical equation, every have gone particular model yeah, kit about mm-hmm. a Stirling engine or something of that nature. Oh, and yeah. then by yep. the next week, you are once again a novice. Yeah, I'm basically... No longer an expert. I'm like basically a short-term savant or something like that. Like I will literally be rocket scientist level kind of in-depth knowledge and then just be like, I've accomplished my task it is banished. <laughs> the information, <laughs> it is gone. Don't ask me again. I feel like so. this is, I feel like this is. That's a move. Uh, almost like your brain has commitment issues to specializing in certain knowledge, like in, in like a chosen thing. Because it's like, okay, I reached a, a certain level of mastery. I am good. I'm going to go put all of this down and forget it. And I'll move on to my next goal thing topic like (laughs) yes oh god i feel like i feel like so um i know that this would probably apply to almost anybody to be honest but i think that i i actually do have a pretty bad memory um like i don't i don't i retain information i am not a goldfish but i don't retain information in the same way that other people retain information uh, which is not necessarily ultra detrimental to me, but it's like, it's weird. I have said that if I could retain, like, if I could memorize and recall everything that I've ever learned, I would actually be fairly intelligent just because I have a drive to learn. Like, I'm a curious person. But I think it's just like I have limited storage <laughs> capacities and I just push out old information like it's easy because I'm just constantly how looking. Much, uh, how much how much storage space do we have in our brains in so, Johnny and Mnemonic are again? Are you kidding? I can't remember. I don't know. It was like a laughably small amount of storage space uh, in modern senses, but you know. I just know that like some people are just so much better at recall than I am and and I and specialization I feel like even though I have done if, way more than my fair share I think of learning uh in so many different topics but recall is the thing that keeps me I could back. recall 
every single Wikipedia article that I read back in high school, quite frankly, the rest of the world would be out of a job. I definitely do not have perfect I'd be too recall. goddamn powerful. Quite does, that frankly, mean, does that mean you'd be like benevolent? Are you person, saying that you'd like cure world hunger and like fix diseases and like and fix the economy? Kind uh, of hell thing? no, I'd be morally gray. Morally gray at best. No, but that's not what you said. You said you'd put like you. That's not how an economy works. I would I would be <laughs> such a perfect candidate that every other job on earth would be vying for the fractions of a second that they get of my time. Yeah, but you are not if, capable if, of if doing I all could the remember at the same time, regardless if you have the knowledge. Don't worry. I'm pretty sure that I read a Wikipedia article back in high school <laughs> that told me how to do that. I just don't remember. Is that anymore. why you know about the golden age of radio, and yes. why tank, Fran, French tanks didn't have a radio? No, I learned that in high oh, school. Okay. Is that why you know that this is the end of the episode? Yes, actually, I did read that in high school in Wikipedia. It said that at the 48-minute mark, which is in our file, not in your file, dear listeners, because there was about <laughs> two Good minutes shenanigans. of shenanigans at the beginning, that this would be the end of Season 7, Episode 19 of the Odafest podcast. It's true. I read that, and that's the only thing I've ever remembered from high school. I heard it on the internet. It's true. Goodbye. Good night. Fare thee well. <laughs> <laughs>